0: welcome to the latest episode of the online warriors podcast the final episode of october so enjoy spooky season while it lasts
1: because is it the April. final episode of october yeah, halloween is the, the oh that's the Tuesday right a, and we drop on a, right. on a wednesday which will be the first so, of november that's
2: how calendars work that is right
0: the temperature is about to drop precipitously we're all entering the long dark of winter and what better way to celebrate that with john am i talking Snow. about I was gonna say talk about video games, but if you want to talk about Game of Thrones, it's been off the air for a long time. But
2: <laughs> I
0: thought you were gonna take us. You were gonna take us further through that. <laughs> um, no, she's still gone. It's good to be back. I feel like we had a we we did a double turn one week, and then there was a week where I was absent. So I've been I've been out of the cut here for a while. But more importantly, you,
2: the trivia is back.
0: Trivia's back. <laughs> I'm. I know people were desperately waiting for me to come back and lose again, but I'm actually hosting this week, so that's something. Like that's weird, but we're we're, we're doing it. Got a great juicy topic for you there. We also are going to Video Game Town today. So, cold season's coming up. Video games are going to get a lot of us through these dark and uncertain times hey
2: we've already started
0: yeah so i mean that's true i'm gonna be i'm gonna be talking about a game i just started in my what are you up to i imagine at least one of you is as well we're gonna be kind of kind of running the gamut here talking about probably the biggest maybe the biggest game release of the year I, I i guess i don't i mean tears of the kingdom came out earlier this year but like spider-man 2 has to be top three biggest releases this year i don't know what do you what do you think there starfield spider-man 2 yeah i would tears say of the Kingdom three, probably it's certainly been getting a lot of buzz. I have not yet played it. Let me just it. give you some we'll metrics, get,
1: by the way. Please. In the first twenty four hours, Spider Man Two sold more than two point five million copies.
0: Not a quiz question. Potentially a future quiz question. When I hear numbers like that,
2: it doesn't mean I a don't lot. really know. Yeah, like what yeah, is I don't the really context? know how impressive they
0: are. Like what? Yeah, what are the other like? How many did Grand Theft Auto Five sell in the first twenty four hours? That's what I. I'm not asking you to like frantically Let, look that less. up right now. But are you sure about that? No yeah we'll we'll get our research team on it we're gonna be talking a little bit about spider-man 2 and, and kind of some follow-on to spider-man 2 not going to spoiler town if only because at the very least i believe nerd bomber and myself have not touched it and we probably both plan to so no worries on that front Tectic did touch it i think like kind of a lot but we'll we'll get into that Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, we're gonna be talking. I, I about didn't play it at all. I just, <laughs> I just sat there with the disc.
0: He just kind of, yeah, ca- he caressed it. That's there's some vlog content right there for the for the patreons. Just,
2: just ten minutes of tactic rubbing. Ten the Ten minutes
0: of Tectic rubbing the disc. You know ASMR, disc like right, of right, right up against the mic. Center. That's I did know that. <laughs> we'll we'll leave whatever. Well, no, I'm not gonna say we'll leave that up to your imagination. I, in fact, I'd like for you to not leave that up to anyone's imagination. We're gonna talk about Squadron Forty Two, and if you don't know what that is. That's okay, because I didn't either <laughs> until like a day ago, but we'll get into that. Looks like it could be a pretty big deal. And then we're going to talk about the other end of the spectrum, which may be one of the worst games of this year. You have to think Gollum or this game. I guess sometimes hear a lot less I about almost don't
2: think it's a contest. I feel like this one takes the cake.
0: We'll have to get into that because there's... There's a couple different perspectives you could come at it from, but there's a common factor in both of those terrible games that I think we might we might delve into a little bit. So, video games on the docket. I do I do want to start with with uh, Spiderman Spiderman Two. Spiderman, if only because Spider-Man. it's it's dominating dominating the news cycle as of this recording. It's a big deal. I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of X discourse about Spider-Man Two. I haven't really been spoiled yet, but also it feels like it's kind of a game that. I don't know how much spoiling spoiling they could really do to me at this point. I know Spider-Man's going to fight some folks. They're spoiling. I know I know I know Venom's going to be involved. So like yeah, I'm I'm not like out there actively looking at all the videos and like being spoiled actively, but like my point is I'm not super worried about it right now, but there was a launch trailer that it did get into some spoilers. Again, I don't want to talk about those here, but we want to talk about the role of Venom in particular because as we've seen in other trailers playing a big role here it's been widely suggested if not outright stated that peter parker is going to become venom at some point is that first of all is that a fair statement a tactic i don't know if you've actually played it or not i don't know what you're willing to say but from it seems the trailers like that, is,
2: that makes it seem that way
0: it seems like it's accepted as truth at this juncture
1: i haven't gotten to a part where peter parker becomes infected with the symbiote yet so i cannot confirm i'm basically avoiding X at all cost. But there is a pretty significant role that the symbiote has been playing in the story at this point. So one could draw conclusions that it is interested in latching on to the old Parker bod.
0: Let's, as an intellectual exercise, jump ahead. Spider-Man 2, obviously going to be, or already is, a colossal success. What is next for Insomniac? Now, Insomniac, I believe,
1: is doing a wolverine game yeah, yeah that's what i was gonna wolverine. say i was gonna say what is next well we've you they've been eerily we silent about the wolverine game so that's true
0: we we got a very very short clip of the wolverine game that really didn't tell us much of anything but just kind of confirmed for people that they could be excited about it but you know as a franchise as a company Insomniac's not going away and as a franchise spider-man's not going away obviously without knowing how spider-man 2 ends i i mean if i was a guessing slash betting man I feel like it has to center around Miles Morales moving forward, but that's, I'm not saying Peter's going to die or something. I'm just saying that I would guess that's where the, where the chips are going to get pushed. Miles Morales, of course, already had his own standalone Spider-Man game, which I quite enjoyed. I I mean, I enjoyed both of them, but if you, I guess, starting with that basic question, you know, do you guys have a a sense of where they're going to head after this installment? Is Venom going to play a big role is another question.
1: It depends pens. And so so and the reason why I say that is because Venom is the the quintessential villain and, and I'm gonna take all of my inspiration from the comic books. And, and I think I've mentioned where I think a cool Spider-Man Venom type game would be. And pointing to like Guardians of the Galaxy for example, that was a you know this space fighty superhero game that did really well And so there is a space fighty superhero subsect of Venom that I think would behoove them to to leverage sort of the quick combat style and not the big bulky style that the Venom that everyone thinks of is, and that is Agent Venom. And Agent Venom is more of like, uh, it looks like he's in like a suit of armor, he's a quick fighter, and I just think he's like looks more badass. It it plays nicer with the combat style that we've been introduced with as opposed to the slow brooding venom that we've been exposed to. So if they were to do a spin-off, I think that would be the way to do it. But we have seen, you know, other more slower brooding fights, i.e. the Batman games, right? He's not as quick and like springy as Spider-Man is. So it's not impossible. I just I struggle with this villain story because I don't think it has legs unless you're playing as the hero.
2: I would love to play an anti-hero, though. Like, I, Yeah,
0: and uh, well, there's already elements of that in this game that I, we've seen from gameplay footage and stuff of, of, I mean, Peter Parker playing as Venom, I would think has anti-hero elements, right, where you can be especially harsh on baddies. I guess they're still baddies, but does that, I guess, does that qualify for
1: you? Venom, the big bulky one, is more villain than he is anti-hero.
2: But like, you know, kind of like the movies, the Venom movies, like I would like to play Anti-Hero Venom. It could work. Yeah, I, I just know. I
1: just don't think it has a place in the Spider-Man universe that we know today. That, that Venom that we've seen in, in the Fox installments are an alternate dimension with Tom Hardy where he is that role. With Spider-Man, it's not.
2: Yeah, but what's saying that we won't get a completely disconnected Venom game?
1: that's where it has legs I, and I agree with you there but within this universe if you're going to do a spin-off from the, where the story leaves you and go forward I don't think it could work if you do it that way to, to that end let me
0: let me frame the question a different way because I, I think you're already kind of touching on it so I've seen comparisons drawn to the Arkham trilogy you know Arkham Asylum obviously incredible Arkham City I think many if not most considered to be the best of that trilogy Spider-Man 2 is already drawing similar comparisons you know you could make the argument that Spider-Man 3, if it ever comes into existence, really doesn't need to change... like to the same the same argument people made with Spider-Man 2 is that you didn't need to change anything from Spider-Man 1. If you're if you're asking me, you could have come out with Spider-Man 2 and it could be exactly the same as Spider-Man 1 just with a different set of villains, I guess a different story. Like I see this game and this franchise as a fairly rare case of for me at least of the story actually not being the most important thing. Really? Yeah, I, I just when I think of Spider-Man the games that I played, Miles Morales and and the first one, I barely remember the story. Like like really? I, I remember I remember the gameplay, I remember the flow, I remember the traversal.
1: Right. And that's, that's the stuff that's that sticks why, out to me. That's why my major pitch is the the Venom type that they pick. And that's why, so when I think the big brooding one, I think of, like, the Hulk game. And that's just, you're kind of sluggish, it's kind of slow. This, yeah, you're, my like, answer to that you're is, jumping, wh- you're having Hulk fun, game? you're, like, doing cool spins. Like, that's exciting. Being this big brooding thing it doesn't seem fun to me as a gameplay mechanism.
0: And, you know, I, I want to, like, I also want to step away from the, like, I think the comparison that people have made to the Arkham games is... In a lot of ways, an apt one, but I did care about the story in the Arkham games, in particular Arkham City. I thought had a great story. I just like the main point I'm trying to make is that I don't think Spider-Man three has to be anything particularly exciting or new. I'm not even sure they need to.
1: If if they're gonna do Spider-Man three, so you- I don't think I think it's gonna be removed from be- Venom, and I think it's gonna focus on introducing Spider Gwen.
2: Dude, that would be sick.
1: Because that would take that's how you take it forward with Miles, and you have that introduction of a new character that has the same level of acrobatics
2: do you think they would go into the spider-verse i know we're like straying from the venom i don't here, but prob- do you think they'd probably probably not i don't
1: think so they might touch it tertiarily like how she came to be but i think it's going to be similar to the way it was in the first one where it's not across the spider-verse it's just like a thing that happens
0: well you can play the you can play spider-man 2 i've seen you can set like the frame rate or something so it looks like you're in the spider verse and like operating in that animation style. It's really cool. That's not a spoiler. It's just something I'm sure it's like a thing you can do after you beat the game or something like that. But yeah, kind of getting back to the venom point, you know, it's interesting thinking about how he fits into all this. And I do think the the dominant question is, does he proceed forward within this storyline or does he become larger than the storyline, or maybe not larger, but different enough in the sense that, okay, you're going to get a Wolverine game, then you're going to get a Venom game, then you're going to get Spider-Man 3. You know, Insomniac's arrow right now is pointing exactly straight up. So I'm not sure there's anything you could sit here and say that they couldn't do.
2: I'm just still so shocked that you don't care about the stories in these games, because I actually thought that the storytelling in the Spider-Man games is top-notch. It's good.
0: I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying that when I think about the games it's not the first thing i think about it, it, and i th- i think
2: that's I also credit think the to them for nailing the web slinging though
0: oh for sure I, this is not me taking away from the games at all it's more so me saying that yeah the gameplay was so fantastic and also the kind of mythos of spider-man has just been I've, it's been beaten into me by so many other things that i think for that reason alone it becomes a little bit secondary to me and you, you could say the same thing about the Arkham games, but I think I have less Batman exposure overall than I do Spider-Man exposure just based on how prevalent he's been in the Toby movies, the Andrew Garfield movies, the MCU, like all these things, not to mention the games that came before it.
1: And then as far as like what characters could they introduce to kind of expand this and not have a weird third dimension, there's also, I mean hell's kitchen is a location in the in the games right so there's also the opportunity to have daredevil that has the same again similar combat style that's just fun twirly swirly gumballs and everybody loves it
0: yeah i I think it's it's a unique opportunity because you know we're living in a world right now where i think widespread disgust and exhaustion with the mcu is not going to slow down but when you when you couch the same universe in the context of a video game and not necessarily give people the chance to see the same characters again, but play as them, you know, fight the way Daredevil fights is a perfect example. Like, we've all seen Daredevil in a few different things now, and I'm, I'm Daredevil's not even the best example of a character that people are exhausted by, but nevertheless, there's plenty of Marvel characters that provided Insomniac and Sony have the rights to them, because I don't know, that's, that probably gets very murky very quickly. Could be very, very useful things for them as they... I imagine, continue down the road of making superhero games. Not to mention the Spider-Man Rogues Gallery, which, you know, between the first game and Miles Morales, and I'm sure the second game, they're probably running through those pretty quick, but there's no saying that some of them can't come back. So to some extent, they have a very large pool of villains to work from, and that's maybe all you need to make a good game. Have you played Spider-Man 2? Are you enjoying it? Do you think Venom will move into Spider-Man 3, get his own game, die off entirely? Whatever you may feel, you can hit us up on X at OW LeoD6 is my account at OW Nerd Bomber
2: Twitter,
1: you can call it. Twitter. And if you tweet at the other two, just make sure not to spoil Spider Man Two for them. That's that's a really good point.
0: And yeah, I'll I'll try not to call it. Tw- I'll try to call it Twitter and X just to be friendly. Our main show account is at Online Warriors One on Twitter and X. Hit us up there. Talk to us about this topic or any other topic we mentioned on the show, and uh, let's get a conversation going. Let's move now to a different topic. Let's talk about Squadron 42. Now, Squadron 42, as I mentioned earlier on in this episode, is a game that I had never heard of. I would imagine the main reason for that is that it has been in development for 11 years. And when things are in development for that long and you don't hear anything about them, it's very easy to forget that they exist. I'm not sure I ever knew this game existed, but if I did, I'm sure I forgot. This is hitting the news this week because... It has been announced as being, I believe the term they've been using is feature complete. Essentially saying, hey, we're heading into the polishing state. So I want to talk about this aspect of it because we got a 26 minute video that showcased a lot of very impressive stuff, which we'll talk about. It's being referred to as a a potential Starfield killer. But I want to talk about the practice itself of making this whole dog and pony show to basically say the game is not ready. And you could argue it's not even close to ready. But here it is because we know you're desperate because it's been 11 years. I don't even know what my specific question is, but I have a lot of questions about this way of making a game and how the life cycle of creating a game could even go on for this long. I mean, you could say this about Grand Theft Auto too, but like, how does it even work working on a game for over 10 years? Like, I can't even imagine what that must feel like, how they keep it going, how they get the money to keep it going. I guess I just have a lot of, a lot of questions.
1: I got a question before you, before you really get into the game, the title of the game. Do you think that, was, that it was taken from... Hitchhiker's Guide, the inspiration of the title?
0: I'm not a big hitchhiker, Hitchhiker's Guide guy. I'm going to say no. I think they take themselves way too seriously for that. Like, Why 42? Guide from what Why I,
1: else 42? There might be some that lore, because we'll this is out. like
2: part of the Star Citizen universe. And universe. It might be something to do with lore that we just don't know as people who have never played Star Citizen.
0: Yeah, I think that's certainly possible. I mean, I... I so to answer your question, I don't know. I just don't... Th- I think the tone of hitchhikers from what i understand is very goofy and offbeat and if there's one thing this game is trying not to be it's goofy and offbeat so like i just i don't know if that if that necessarily fits
2: in terms of the development cycle like you mentioned though like being in development for so long you could even see when they were showing before and after comparisons of the same scenes the advancements of technology over the last decade obviously like there's huge differences in how they can render the cut scenes and interactions and even the character models. And I will say like that definitely looks better than their before scenes. Like their after scenes look super polished, look like something that, you know, you would see on a next gen or I guess current gen now console. But it has to be so hard to keep up with the times. Like over a decade, hardware changes so much. Like how do you keep up with that? I I give them a lot of credit.
0: You probably spend a billion hours rendering something and then the next day the PS5 gets announced and you're like, well, crap, because of various things that were announced in conjunction with that, we're back to square one in certain senses. I just like, I don't, it's, it's hard for me to fathom that, but you know, I mean, what's not, I don't want to give the wrong idea. Like it looks amazing. I've never played star citizen before. I know it's like a very big, mmo type of deal which is not my thing i mean but this looks more like a single
2: player campaign with a story and very linear well maybe not necessarily linear but it definitely has like a story and a linear mission set
0: i mean you got jillian anderson gary oldman mark strong mark hamill those are just the guys that i clocked there's a lot more famous people that i could tell i was like this is a famous person i just don't know who they are i mean you guys can tell me if i miss anyone that you're a big fan of but like it's clear like i I wonder about the funding. Cloud Imperium Games, like Crytek, you know these like is Star Citizen, a big enough deal where it's funding this effort. Who is playing? I don't hear about Star Citizen that I mean, much. Star so I'm kind Citizen of confused about their role in Been around for a
2: while, so yeah, I don't know so but much does about that funding. Mean, but also, like, how long are these characters in the game? Like, it seems like Mark Hamill is showing up a lot, but like, is Gillian Anderson only there for that like minute long clip that you see? Is she like a very brief part where? her role is not that big where it would be this ginormous payment.
1: I mean they could have also just said, you know what, this looks like fun and and not did this huge payment. Like It also had a Kickstarter. I know that. So like that's how they got
0: some of the money, but like Kickstarters are not gonna fund eleven year development for a game.
1: It's you know, having those
0: names appearing certainly lends it the credence that it's very obviously going for. Again, it wants to be taken about as seriously as possible well, I mean, and it, in a lot play, of ways it hits the mark
2: the gameplay that they show too like it shows like it is a serious game honestly the gunplay looks really polished at least from what we saw obviously you have to take all gameplay that developers show you with a grain of salt but the gunplay looks super polished even the star fighting and i'm not a big like ship fighting person i i just i don't really drive with it i don't know if it's just that i don't like the controls of driving a ship like that because every time i've played a game it's just not my cup of tea like air fighting space fighting what have you but even that looks super polished and the the way that they've gone back and like added they said a lot of uh, details and dialogue that isn't necessarily like you know top pertinent lines but just stuff that you see in the background that gives more of an aesthetic's not the right word my brain is ambiance. ambiance yes maybe like an ambiance to the game like it just seems like there's a lot of a attention to detail being paid here and you can tell they're taking it very seriously
0: I, yeah i definitely i actually i'm gonna go out of limb here and again i haven't played starfield i don't know I've, i don't have an opportunity to i thought the gunplay looked better like i, I mean it was if it wasn't better it was right there and yeah, you know, i i'm inclined to agree with you about the ship combat like i ever since rogue squad the rogue squadron days i have been wanting to play a ship combat game and enjoy it and I've never been able to get there and I've tried I've tried a few different ones I tried squadrons I tried Everspace was another one like it seems like the kind of thing I should be really into and I want very much to like it but it just never really does it for me I don't know looking at this that this would fix that sickness in me but it looks well executed like you know people who are into those kinds of games will absolutely love it I also you know I if there was mention of it in this long video I missed it but like I respect I, I I also got the impression maybe this was intentional maybe it wasn't that they are really really polishing a game that does does not have the massive scope of Starfield and that is on purpose.
1: I think that's better. I think I think people. It's are gonna, so much better. People are getting lost like, in the sauce on Starfield. It it
0: it implies a level that, of focus. Is that and not care the right phrase? It's a phrase. <laughs> 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 I don't I don't know exactly what it means. I don't know if it applies here, but like it implies, as Nurbauer was saying, a level of care and focus and attention being put in very targeted places and that can only provide a highly polished experience like and i'm not saying starfield isn't i'm just saying that when you have a thousand planets some of it just cannot have that level of detail and attention applied to it there's just it's just a matter of mathematics like so yeah i mean i i I have faith in this i don't know like is this a pc only situation that was the other question i didn't this that wasn't answered for me but it's possible i missed it as far as i know star citizen is pc only so if this is pc only i guess everyone can have a good time and i'll just hear about it if this was a ps5 thing yeah what the heck i, I may give it a go it seems like there are worse
1: ways i don't to spend see why they wouldn't port it to to consoles pc elitism
0: would be my answer yeah it looks like it's only pc as far as a quick google will tell me
1: it appears it's only going to be pc working which, on it for yeah, 11 yeah. years and i couldn't figure it out <laughs>
0: Again, I don't know if it's that they couldn't figure it out, but if it was a strategic a strategic decision of some kind, it's hard to say. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, Mark Hamill's going for it. The cast all seems to be going for it. There seems to be a high level of investment and buy-in from everyone who's involved in this video and who's making the game. And it's hard to it's a hard thing to say to say no to. I guess I just again, like it, it's even even if I was in a different position than I am currently, which is, like, not knowing much about it coming in. Like, if I was a Patreon, or not a Patreon, a Kickstarter backer from 11 years ago, I would be approaching this with so much skepticism. After that long of a wait, I'm not sure what I would believe, because I would have probably given up on it happening by now. You know, like, it's just... I find that whole thing very, very interesting. I mean, what is the longest cycle ever for a game? Like, it has to be this and Grand Theft Auto 6, Yeah, I feel
2: like Grand Theft Auto and even... Starfield, I feel like, took forever. They said, wasn't that in development for even longer than before they announced it? Like, it was a really long project. Like, I think Bethesda takes a really long time with their stuff, too.
0: I'm trying to Google at the moment Grand Theft Auto 6, but there's not like a Wikipedia page. So, oh, here it is. It says 2013. So we're looking at about the same time frame. I guess 2013 is when Grand Theft Auto 5 came out. So there's a chance it was being developed before then. It seems like no one really knows. But it's yeah that one's also still in the works it's just like i don't know grand theft auto is a little bit different because that's a it's a franchise that is known for putting out these episodic installments people know there's going to be a grand theft auto 6 they know it's going to be amazing they know it's going to be a big deal this i'm not going to refer to it as an unproven quantity because it's it's not star citizens is a very big deal but they're delving into the single player space and i don't know putting an 11 year cycle on that just makes it seem a little murkier to me I don't know. Am I am I being too mistrusting? I guess again, I have no skin in the game, so for me, it's not super important. But
1: I'm going to start to not trust them in another two years.
0: Why? Because lucky number thirteen?
1: No, because they they had they had two more milestones that they had to accomplish. They said before release,
0: and you you're giving them a, a year per. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. I I don't know how long the quote unquote polish portion of their development process takes, but it was I polish guess we're about and optimization,
1: and then release.
0: Yeah, I mean. You know, it's it is interesting because they talk about polish and like I'm watching some of these sequences and I'm like, this looks pretty polished to me. So your definition of polish must be like a really, really intense spit shine. But I guess we'll see or I guess hopefully we'll see. So Squadron 42, no release date yet that we know of. It's been over 10 years, but if they're putting out 27 minutes worth of video, they're probably ready to start showing us more. I suspect we will hear and see more. Before too long, they probably wouldn't have put this out unless they were ready to provide at least a little bit more of a constant stream of information. So, I guess if you're excited about this, be on the lookout for that. We're gonna take a short break right now before coming back to talk about King Kong. Actually, I think it's called Skull Island King Kong. We'll get to the title later. It looks like a terrible game. Uh, But before we do that, I would be remiss. I would be remiss if I did not shout out our fantastic Patreon producer, Mr. Stephen Keller. Stephen's been supporting the show for quite a while now. He is a knight at our table. He gets a sword, he gets the armor, he gets a shield, he gets a a big old mug of ale at the tavern or whatever medieval place you want to think of. He actually gets input into our weekly game segment, he gets this producer shout out on the show. He, of course, gets access to the monthly secret segment and vlog, and he gets the occasional guest spot on the show as well. You want to be like Steven, you want to be a knight, you want to support us at the highest of our three levels of Patreon support. But if you can't quite do that, there are also two lower levels of support. There is a Squire level of support, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog, and a page level, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment. So the details on any and all of those levels of support can be found over at patreon.com onlinewarriorspodcast online warriors podcast. Check us out over there. Say hi to us. Say hi to Steven. And consider giving back to this show that you have hopefully been listening to for quite a while now. So again, we'll take a short break, come back to talk about the King Kong game. But until then, here's 30 seconds of something.
2: I'm Ryan Fonzi.
1: This is Cameron Hagee.
2: My name is Tony Giggles.
1: And we're three dudes who love
0: The Legend of Zelda and love talking about The Legend of Zelda. And if you are a Zelda fan as much as we are, then come on down and listen to your heart's content.
1: We have a podcast that we'd like to share with you It's called A for No, B for Yes We cover the Legend of Zelda series Different games chapter by chapter And we have all kinds of theories about what we see And what we've experienced in the game Do you go through Wikipedia and look up stuff Based on the things you see in the game To create theories to how it could link To other things in the world that we actually live in And not the Zelda one That was the one that was created by the people That are in the world that we actually live in Right now, because if you don't Then you should watch this, because we do
0: did you guys get all that if not oh you didn't okay so we are a for no people. For... All, right, all right king kong you know king kong he ain't got nothing on me the big monkey guy there was a movie recently i think it was called king kong, king kong skull island or something like that skull island blah 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 well long story short here's what happened Developers at Iguanabe, an indie studio in Santiago, Chile, were contacted, contracted, rather, by Game Mill to create a Skull Island Rise of Kong game with a strict one year turnaround. Starting last June, expected to be wrapped on June of this year. Well, it didn't go great. So so, this game is kind of making the rounds on Twitter slash X, is where I saw it, but it's it's making the rounds in a lot of places. Some of the worst clips I've seen in a minute for a game, and this is, let me be clear. they we'll get to this later like I- i'm not day. crapping on iguanabe let me just start by saying that there's there's extenuating circumstances i'm more so crapping on the process which we'll we'll get to shortly but i've never watched a cinematic for a game and in the middle they literally just put a still image of a character and like very obtrusively put a still image of a character it was insane i encourage you if you haven't seen any of the clips yet pause this podcast go watch some of the clips i don't know that we're not gonna like go into detail on them i don't think but they're like insane and it begs the question how does this sort of thing happen we're starting to get some answers on that so this company game mill contracted iguana Bee to basically make a game in a year it sounds like the crunch to meet the deadline was quote unquote really set in motion in february per one of the developers at iguana Bee. so we're talking a few months uh, and this is what a game that was developed in a few months looks like i guess you know it licensed ip being mined for games doesn't always go well like that that, that's kind of a known fact i mean again I, i mentioned Gollum earlier in the episode that's a much higher profile example and also it certainly did not look like this like yes it looked bad i would argue it did not look this bad see
1: i think Gollum was worse because it had a less tight schedule and it's like it i don't know i i i i'm giving them a lot of passes given the right like resources i do wonder what they could have made
0: I mean, I, you, you could make the argument that Gollum was a more cardinal sin simply in that it definitely promised more. Like, when, I, when this game came out, this Skull Island game, it was the first I had heard of this game's existence. There was not, I don't think, any marketing for this game. Like, it wasn't a game that, like, yeah, was showing like, up I, at like, in. E3 and people were like, oh my god, I'm so excited for the Skull Island game. Like, it... It just kind of happened and people were like, wow, it's bad. And then either they moved on or people like played it because they were like, this is hilarious, which the people you know, counting
1: profits are like let your thing
0: go up <laughs> Gollum. I think people were, I don't know if they were excited for it, but Gollum, like it had a trailer. I think it, we talked about it for a couple of years like before
2: it came out. It feels like
0: yeah i i know we talked about it on the podcast before it came out and was like universally panned so like you could argue that when a game is higher profile like that and promising more it flopping as hard as Gollum did even if the low points weren't quite as low as this king kong game is a worse offense again like not looking to blame Iguanabe on this i don't know who game mill even is like Iguanabe were the devs game mill it sounds like probably just owns the rights to this ip also the fact that they're called game mill is kind of hilarious to this whole discussion because they're sounds like they're a content yeah, mill that like doesn't care about what they're like making video
1: game, it sounds like
0: game mill provides the funding to get licensed titles it's i don't know i'm sure there's a lot of other examples of this it seems like bad practice i just like i look at these videos and i laugh like everyone else does but I also kind of wonder on a deeper level, like if people just laugh about this and move on and, and also if people play it for the clicks on Twitch. I would 100% for their own have
1: played this on my PlayStation 1. 100%.
2: Yeah, that is my question to you guys. Well, sure. So like, do you think this would have been received differently? If you go back in time to, you know, the PlayStation 1 era, the Dreamcast era, any of those, do you think this would have been lauded as like a uh, n- advanced next generation style game?
1: yes it would have been said wow these graphics look sick because if you so to me the the way king kong looks is like representative of cgi that we've seen in that time so like that looks great but like gosh we have gone so far from playstation 1
0: well yeah it's, it's kind of a weird question right because like if this game was made at that time like yeah i might have played it and i might have enjoyed it but we ain't living in that time no more like there are just so many better options you could you could go get a game literally for free 99 that looks and plays better than the this, other side you know? of
1: it too is if i played this back in the day i would have been like oh i'm just a monkey that beats up lizards because there's my biggest complaint and they've they mentioned it in the video i watched is there's no true sense of scale here the island's huge all of the beasts on the island are huge and you're huge so everything's just normal sized right because huge well, is relative
0: right i mean the game, I'm sure, was rushed out. With, I mean, you're getting so into the weeds with that complaint, and I'm not saying you're wrong to do so.
1: I'm just but saying if it's that a King given the time Kong game. Had, I want to feel like a big boy. That that's it.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they got they got the instruction: make a monkey fight lizards, make it look okay. You have you have six months. Go. Like I'm, I'm sure that's like how the conversation went. Like, there's probably not much more to read into it than that. I just, yeah, it's it is uh, on some level upsetting. But I would be lying if I said I didn't watch the clips and, you know, giggle because it's really, really something else. Uh to to put a still image into a cutscene for a game and I guess just think no one's gonna notice. Like I don't know, it's very interesting. I don't know too, and I'm gonna Google right now, like can you buy this game? I would assume you can. Skull Island Rise of Kong. Save twenty percent on Skull Island Rise of Kong on Steam. You're not just giving it away for free at this point, Steam. It costs thirty-two dollars on Steam. Right okay, now, that is as, that as is egregious. Recording.
2: I'm sorry. If you only That's put the insane. resources it, in to give a dev team a year to put this together, you should not be charging that much money. Like this is like something that you put for $9.99 because there are indie teams who put more work into their and again, this is not a shot at the devs, but put more time and work into their game simply because they're not giving crazy deadlines and produce better quality stuff for 10 bucks. That's wild. The price is the thing that's like setting me off here.
0: It's 20% off, which means it's actually what? Regular price is Yet $40. That's
2: freaking insane. That's freaking insane.
0: Can I profits get profits over
1: quality? Switch? That's what this story is about,
0: folks. It appears to be available on the Switch, and there it actually is $40. I guys I've mentioned on the show before like there are so many games you can get on the switch for like two dollars that are amazing I don't know why you'd be thinking about it after listening to us rail on this game for 10 minutes but like please do not buy this game (laughs) like I don't know what you would be doing there's also there's the digital edition Skull Island Rise of Kong for $40 there's also the Skull Island Rise of Kong Colossal Edition for $50 if you really want to waste your money Someone should, pl- uh, yeah, someone out there who's played it, let us know how that is, because I don't know what you get with the Colossal Edition, but I'm sure it's it's breathtaking. That That is shocking. I did not know going into this that it was like a $40, $50 game. That does feel like a, a bridge too far. Yeah, someone should get fired. Probably the Game Mill people, not the Iguanabe people. Again, I want to be as clear as possible. I know we've said it like a billion times at this point. Probably isn't Iguanabe's fault. So, Game Mill, screw you. Is that a fair place to leave this? Great place. This game's out now if you want to go play it. But yeah, a game will uh, screw you. Hopefully, we can convince people to not play your game. That brings us to what are you up to Wednesday. It's going to be a jam-packed week of what are you up to Wednesday. I think we've all got a lot to get to. Tactic, I'm going to roll out the red carpet for you, our Spider-Man 2 boy, if you want to talk about that experience or anything else going on.
1: So, I literally got leg cramps because I did not get really up from my couch for two days straight. and it was amazing. this is this is I'm a, I'm a person who can't sit still for like five minutes. I have to get up and do something, be it dishes or chores or, or whatever. I have to do something. and this game had me basically buckled in to the couch. There's in a in a storyline that I know very well from the comic book side of, of things, They managed to keep me surprised with a unique take of things. And I just, I'm here for it. Keep up the good work, guys. This is a great game. You guys really outdid yourself. And I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm just going to say, that's what I've been up to. And it is fantastic.
2: Mechanism-wise, like, web swinging, is it the same as prior games? Is it improved? Like, battle, is it the same? Web swinging Is
1: is the same But they added an additional travel mechanism that is fantastic. You have spider wings, so you can now also fly.
2: Oh, that's pretty sick.
0: Have you used, I can't imagine you would have, but I'm just checking to make sure. I know there is now an option to fast travel literally anywhere in the city. Have you utilized that in any? So a couple things.
1: You actually have to unlock fast travel in each area by completing missions before you can use it. And what kind of psychopath uses it? (laughs) <laughs> yeah
0: that's uh, that's the response i was looking for and you delivered it doesn't seem like the kind like again i just we talked i think about, i i, I think i'm going Spider-Man to thing. use
1: it once to see the cutscene that they do for spider-man and miles or peter and miles but that's it i will like, say
2: yeah i think i did the fast travel on the original games because like it was cool to see them just chilling on, like, on the, the subway. subway yeah
0: yeah like, like i get them adding it as a feature it's a nice feature for people i'm sure but like i just spent time like i remember in the first one in particular like i would literally like i'm 100% in that game and i would literally just like swing around just like oh i'm spider-man now i'm just gonna swing around and like have a ball do like tricks it's they really i think there's is there a better traversal system in any game
1: no it's fantastic and then the other side of things that is really great is this the way they did the skill tree so you have a skill tree for miles you have a skill tree for peter and you have a skill tree for the two of them that like works for both of them. So it's like. Do you get just, skill
2: points for like dedicated to each person nope. or. You can you can you spend can them as you what, see fit. Okay.
1: Which is again fantastic.
2: A lot of strategy there. I feel like people could have very different play experiences depending on where they allocate those points then.
1: Me personally mm-hmm. I kind of maxed out the the two of them first and then I like started going. the two going, of them together. But yeah. Okay. And then I started going in the individual skill trees minus like the one or two like initial abilities. How far per- percentage wise are you
0: in the game at this point? I, did, like I will say I did
1: cap out miles basically first. I I played with him a lot to do like all of the like missions, the side missions specific to him. So as right. far as percentage of the like game content, I'm about thirty percent. And two days of leg cramps. That's that's a solid value. A lot of a lot of just city swinging. Honestly, like I'm not really trying to grind it out. I'm just having a having a good time with it. Yeah, it's going
0: to be a Christmas game for me for sure. No, diz out. So good to hear. It's good. I mean, I never
1: really had it out. I mean, you also it's can good to you hear.
2: tell us about how you procured a copy of this game.
1: My wife.
2: <laughs> she bought it for me. Surprise gifts.
1: That's very. That's yeah, very guys. Kind pro and tip: you. if if you're in a relationship, just get your significant other gifts what randomly. It's 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 very B- well is a no appre- reason appreciated. It's it's just that's that's how you spice up the marriage. It really, it really. I does love. The
0: trick absolutely love the no reason gift shout out to the no reason gift it's a great practice couldn't be more behind that as a psa yeah cool man very exciting uh i started a game that's just a thing about me as a segue into my update i've started alan wake remastered now i've never played alan wake i didn't play the first one i think i played the demo for the first one which i only vaguely remember let me start with the good this is a game that i was predominantly encouraged to play after watching the alan wake 2 trailer and being like that seems like my vibe It is my vibe. Alan Wake is my vibe. The main character is a writer. Guys, I want to be a writer. The main character is getting spooked all the time. I don't know if I necessarily want to be spooked all the time, but I like spooky games. The combat system is very simple, straightforward, but satisfying, which I appreciate. There are hidden things. All of that is great. The only bad thing I'd say about it so far, which I'm not very far in, the, the quality of the remaster itself relative to other remasters I played recently, namely like Dead Space, Metroid Prime, even going as far back as The Last of Us, which was remastered for PS4. Like, this is a low-quality remaster. If you're looking to play this, and if you've already played Alan Wake, like, I have no point of reference, so it's okay for me. I would set your expectations appropriately. That's, that's, that's all I guess I will say. But I'm enjoying it. I, I will be continuing. It's the perfect season for it. I'm, I'm getting, getting some use out of it. It was also less than $10, which is always a good thing. Other than that, the other updates that I have... So... Movie wise, I want to shout out a movie we watched called Prospect. This was a science fiction indie movie from 2018 starring a then pre-Mandalorian, I think post-Narcos, but I'm not sure about that, uh, Pedro Pascal and basically the lead role. He's fantastic. The movie itself is like... Not quite as good as its Rotten Tomatoes score, I would say. But it was like it was enjoyable. And it was also an hour and thirty eight minutes, which to me gives it an automatic like one additional star on top of its rating. So I want to shout that movie out. It is streaming for free, I think with like freebie with ads, I believe. And then television wise, I will shout out we started the new goosebumps. Have you guys started the new goosebumps? Yes. Yeah, we it's talked so about good.
2: this last week. It's super good. You I missed a great okay, conversation yeah, about this. This was
0: So I, I only saw the one episode. You're so only
2: far. one episode in, dude.
0: Well dude, we have a log jam right now. And this is I'm dude. opening up the can of worms here. But like
2: I see what you did Goosebumps there. Did you eat them?
0: Just started. No, but I know about that part. Goosebumps just started. Fall of the House of Usher just started, which we watched that one episode of that. That also seems like it's gonna be really, really good. We're still watching ER, which is I guess that's kind of an us problem. It seems like T V is really going on right now so really into that whole situation i've also been reading a book but th- that's i feel like that's my time so i'm not going to get into that until next week i'll swing it over to nerd bomber to close us out here in the what are you up to wednesdayness of it all
2: okay so i have a, a two s update here the first s is slaughterhouse we watch slaughterhouse God, that's right it's on hulu it happened, I, I got though. a
0: I got a video clip of a sloth driving a vehicle. Guys,
2: this is the most From unserious you. movie I have ever seen, and it is fantastic.
1: But it is not the next Jennifer's Body.
2: I disagree. I think... So this is...
1: Insane. <laughs> insane take.
2: This is a movie that you have to go in expecting that it's not trying to take itself seriously. Like, it is, at face value, a joke of a movie, and it is trying to be a joke.
0: Yeah, it's, it's Jennifer's yes, Body. Yes,
2: exactly. And it was
0: I'm just, I'm just amping you up. Keep it going. was
2: really funny. I chuckled quite a bit throughout the entire thing. Like, like I said, it is just one of the most unserious movies I've ever watched. And of course, there's always like this serious undertone theme that's like the m- reason why the movie exists. Like, get off social media, blah, 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 blah. Your follows are an important, live life, blah, blah, blah. But the ridiculous scenes of the sloth murdering people taking selfies while it murders people, driving in a car, like taking on a ninja star thrower. Like this shit was so ridiculous. And I ate up every second of it. And they also like memified the movie at the end in the credits. They made their own memes, which are on the internet. There's a gallery of fantastic memes that you can draw on. And I, I just, it was a meme of a movie. They did a fantastic job leaning into the fact that it is a meme movie and it was great. I, I thought it was funny.
0: So wait, is is the core idea that people are on their phones on Instagram so they don't see a sloth moving very slowly towards them with a knife? Is that like No, the, so I, I, do? don't oh, I don't
2: wanna necessarily I don't wanna necessarily spoil that would make anything. Sense. But more so she be, so she's trying to like win popularity to become the sorority president, so she obtains the sloth to try to become popular, which works, but then she has a murder sloth on her hands. So
0: right. It's a classic, a classic murder, classic sloth. way to become yeah. popular. What's the classic way to become popular is to get a sloth. Everyone knows that. So
2: I enjoyed it. Like I said, it was really stupid, but like stupid funny. Some people probably wouldn't I mean, get it. But like for an hour and a half, I chuckled. We had some wine and popcorn and I thought it was funny.
0: Well, so Tactic said it was not the next Jennifer's body. So would you say he didn't get it? Do you think Tactic didn't get it? So he
2: kept saying that this movie is just bad. And I'm like, that's the point. It's trying to be. Like, it's being bad on purpose. And
1: Oh my God. Tactic, he didn't get it. I
2: don't necessarily... Like, he laughed, but I think he didn't realize that it being bad was the point. Like, they really...
1: So, like, there's bad movies that are good that they're bad. Like, Scary Movie. Like, the whole Scary Movie group. Yeah, there's Funny Bad. But this was not bad. Well,
0: I don't know if that's a a good example. Yeah, I don't don't think that is. Like, Scary Movie is... Scary movie is leaning into parody. I Like, this is more... I don't even know what you... Uh, scary movie is very purposely doing what it's doing. And like, I don't know if I put that on the same footing. But I get your point that there are movies that are funny bad. And then there are movies that are bad bad. Sounds like you're saying this movie was bad yeah. bad. And it sounds like Nerd Bomber is disagreeing. I
2: thought it was funny. And I also am not convinced that Tactic has seen Jennifer's body to make an apt comparison. I
1: have seen Jennifer's body.
0: Nerd Bomber, you were going to show up to this movie and you were going to love it no matter what it was. <laughs> so I'm 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 sorry. Your take is simply not unbiased i laughed uh, I a decent amount i
2: laughed a decent amount you should watch it like seriously it's only an hour and a half it's on hulu if you have hulu like you're not spending any additional money just just do it well, i also got i got i got
0: movie problems no hard feelings just dropped on netflix i so think i gotta watch that that is so that is a I'm very back, good movie s-
2: but like this you have to get in before I'm christmas or not christmas halloween so like
0: gotta get it in before christmas <laughs> i mean if, what's i don't know what's gonna happen if i don't uh what's the other s
2: starfield so I talked about this a little bit. I didn't want to get into it too much last week. I'd only played for a few hours. Now I think I'm about like probably 20 to 25 hours deep. And I got to be honest, I still don't know what the main story is. And that's my fault. Honestly, that is my fault. So
0: you're just you're just kind of seeing a shiny thing and moving towards yeah, it. So yeah, pretty
2: much. So there yeah. are a lot of side missions and they're not kidding. When they advertised this game, they said that you could take it anywhere, right? Like, there were different factions you could join. You could completely bypass quests. You could follow quest lines. Every person's experience would be different. And, man, let me tell you, I am deep down a rabbit hole on a specific quest line, which I'm finding extremely enthralling and Right now, I'm just not compelled to go follow the main quest line because the one that I'm following right now has like dangerous aliens and big bad military people in a bunker. And it's just, I'm interested. And I would say, Yeah,
0: I mean, the, you don't have to, right? That's the joy. Right,
2: right, exactly. And I know a lot of people are like, Oh, the writing in this game isn't very good. And I would tell those people and I think people who are looking for very in-depth mission writing, like, yeah, okay, a lot of the missions are like, go to this point and kill so-and-so and collect so-and-so and bring it back to this person. And yeah, okay, that's most missions and games, but the world building and the reason why you're doing the things and like the little details of the world that you uncover are the things that's like keeping me going. I have always been one of those people, and I found this in Fallout too, I tend to read all of the different like when I'm at a computer I'll read all of the different emails between people or I'll pick up notes and I'll read all the lore because they have spent so much time in building the world the factions the economy the history of this world this galaxy and that is the kind of stuff right now that I am really interested in I will say in terms of UI there are some definite UI tricky things going on that I don't think are great. One of the big things that I was really excited about was the ability to like build your own custom ship. And not only did they not give you much direction as to how to do that, it's just very cumbersome and difficult to manage in the in terms of like the UI and building your ship. And they don't really Give a good guide or tutorial onto how you build a ship. You also can't start from scratch in a blueprint. Like you have to delete your old ship to build a new strip. And that's like very terrifying. And I know you can like back out and not save. But like that scares me. I don't like that.
1: The the metaphor was if you want to have a project car, you know, as a hobby to take apart your commuter.
2: Yeah, like so that I'm a little... mm, and, like, there are just weird UI decisions. Like, how you travel the map is just very confusing, like, going from planet to planet. And it took me a while to figure out, because they don't explain it very well, like, how to navigate the star system. They just kind of drop you into the world. And even, like, settlement building, like, outposts, they don't really explain that either. And those are things, like, I had to look up. So if you're a new player, that's something that I would bounce off of super quickly. Like, I would have, if I wasn't invested in this game and someone told me, hey, you have to navigate to the star system star system and i couldn't figure it out in two minutes like if i'm a new player who's not that invested i can see why people are bouncing but for me
0: i think there's a there's there's a counterpoint to that though like i i am team you in that regard but i'm sure there are people who like they're like i don't know how to build a settlement this is so exciting like you know like they're like the idea of being dropped into it with no information i'm sure they would argue is part of the experience because that's probably what the main story is right you're probably just some guy right Yeah,
2: you're just the game starts and everybody has the same beginning, but you're basically just a miner who gets picked up and recruited to this space exploration team. And so, yeah, you aren't supposed to know everything, right? You're kind of in the dark. You're just a miner. But I will say props to the good people of the Internet for helping me you know, figure out how to navigate those because once you get past those and you learn those systems, like the core of the game is very fun. The gunplay is great. I haven't explored a ton of worlds yet, but I have like a hundred percent surveyed a planet and, you know, walking around the planet and discovering different biomes and different crazy animals that exist on that biome, like there is a sense of wonder that you don't know what you're going to expect. You know, it's a planet. Nobody really necessarily even told you to go there. You just landed there and you're just looking around. You're scavenging and you're seeing what crazy shit pops up. And that's kind of cool to me. But also like the side missions are also really cool. And I th- my, other, my other main thing, though, encumbrance sucks. Both your ship is encumbered and your person is encumbered. And I hate that. But they're... You just you'll adapt, I guess. But I don't understand why that is a thing in video games these days. Like I just I don't get it. Let me collect everything to my heart's desire. Let me pick up infinite amount of items. Don't slow me down.
0: You're telling me there are good people on the internet? I'm still way back there.
2: There are great people on the internet. Yeah, Yeah, there are people who, you know, create game guides. And so when you're like, Holy shit, I just want to make a new ship with more cargo space because my ship is encumbered and I can't fit more ship parts and I'm in a ship battle and I can't repair my ship. How do I do this? There are people on the internet who have written amazing guides to help you figure it out. And it's great. And thank you to those people.
0: Well, it sounds like you two are just kind of in separate rooms.
2: Same room. So
0: just kind of going crazy. No, your same room our
2: ps5 oh your st-
0: yeah. are yeah you so our ps5
2: it? and our xbox series x are connected to the t- same tv so i've actually been playing on xbox cloud gaming on my steam deck and more or less it's working pretty well I, I will say like there are certain times of day where i think more people are using the servers so like for example prime football time because like i got frustrated watching football on sunday and like tapped out part of the way through and then was like kind of splitting my brain power watching football and playing starfield and I think a lot of people might have been doing the same thing because the servers were super slow and it was kind of buggy but most of the time it's a pretty good experience way to go cloud gaming
0: so you guys are sitting in the same room separate couches same couch every once in a while one of you is like how's it going over there and they are like uh same like, How couch are you doing? same couch uh, same couch but that's probably what the experience yes. is like well that's awesome shout out to video games that's what wrote the whole episode was about but uh, they they rule that brings us to quiz town we're going back to quiz town, guys all aboard the Quiztown train i am the quiz train conductor this week happy to be here looking at the quiz standings tactic 10 and 9 nerd bomber 10 and 10 your boy illegal 86 9 and 14 steven 3 and 1 we are going we around in the final bend here so to speak as calendar years go so i'm gonna have to like get my butt in gear but i can't do that this week because i'm hosting And the quiz topic this week is Edgar Allan Poe. I assume this was a topic because of the House of Half Fall, the House of Usher, which I mentioned. I just started watching. None of the questions are about that show in particular, but they're all about my guy Edgar Allie P. So you know the drill. Price is Right style. Every question answer is numerical. Tactic will go first to give Nerdbomber an advantage. Everyone gets a answer of one or a plus one once per game. Classic first question about a famous person. When was Edgar Allan Poe born?
1: 1862.
0: And Nerd Bomber.
2: I'm going to say 1500 because I feel like it was slightly earlier than that, but I don't know.
0: You do kind of know. Uh, 1809. 1809 is what we were looking for. So tactic, you busted. You went all the way up to the Civil War. And uh, I don't know that that wasn't right. So sorry. Nerd Bomber's on the board. Let's get the gross question out of the way. Because this question's gross. Edgar Allan Poe married his cousin. First of all, that's just, that's not a question. That's just a fact. He married his cousin. It was the 1800s. Apparently that was a little bit less frowned upon back then. How old was, was his cousin when he married
2: her? You said this was gross. So this makes me sad to say, but I feel like, like she was like freaking 10 years old and my heart breaks.
1: And tactic i think that's fairly accurate i think there was a there was an age discrepancy between them and she was she was for sure under 18 from what i remember don't believe she was 10 but this this is not like i'm gonna say 15 to kind of put some distance but i think she was actually younger than that
0: Boy, i thought you were gonna use your plus one you should have she was 13 guys Mm. he was 27 at the time that's Uh. not cool uh it's not cool at
1: all. Yeah, we've we've done Edgar Allan Poe as a quiz topic, and I and I was the host. I vaguely remember Have reading we? all this. Yeah,
0: that's very that's very interesting. I did not know that. I mean, you've had me fooled. I completely forgot that. So, uh, nerd bomber.
2: It's been seven years. Lead. Quizzes. It's tough to trick. It's proud. like coming
1: back to me. Mar- I just think I don't, either this or either that, or I was reading Edgar Allan Poe trivia like way back in the day.
0: Well, maybe you remember this. How old was he when he died?
1: I believe he was forty-one. No, 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 no. 36. Sorry, he was 36. Lock it in.
2: 37. But I wish it was earlier so that poor little girl didn't have to go through that much longer.
1: I thought his first wife died too, so. Yeah, she actually
0: died before he did. That's another fact, which is really depressing. Man. So, uh, Nurbobber takes the the three and out here. Uh, He was 40. Interestingly enough, I won't get into the details of it now, the circumstances under which he died are... Very mysterious to the point that people don't know to this day how exactly he did die. He was basically found in a ditch. He was very drunk. He was probably upset people that he think was he, a
2: pedophile.
0: People think he was actually used to commit voter fraud. Like he, someone got him really drunk and made him vote for someone. It's a really interesting story, guys. I'm not going to get into it now, but there's like whole YouTube videos about it. So, Nerbomber takes this one home with relative ease. We'll go through the last two questions here. See if she can get the old Colleen so weep. He wrote his first book at age 18 tamerlane and other poems I wrote it just after graduating i believe from the university of virginia how many copies of that book are known to exist today
1: 25
2: 26 dale got ruined in the war what war you so, ask i don't know but the war
0: guys it's 12 copies so i guess my question now is does it count as a clean sweep if both of you busted and tactics still not on the board no no <laughs> <laughs> Okay, he has spoken. Uh, We'll finish this out anyways. But yeah, that's no points for the review. still three nothing. So most people don't know that Edgar Allan Poe also is considered by most to have birthed the modern detective genre. He published a book called Murders at the Rue Morgue, which I believe is a collection of short stories that influenced Arthur Conan Doyle to create Sherlock Holmes. In what year was Murders at the Rue Morgue published?
1: 1827. 1820. Yes, I didn't lose. Okay,
0: you guys both forgot when he was born. Yes. He was born in 1809. So Nerd Bomber, you think he wrote it when he was 11? Yeah. Tactic thinks that he wrote it when he was 18, which he wrote his first book when he was 18. But he didn't write Murders at the Rue Morgue until 1841, when he was 32 years old. So Tactic gets the pity point, well deserved, I suppose. I'm going to read my tiebreaker because he was born. it's I awesome. You did the second one. No, I well, I said the title of his first one, Tamerlane and Other Poems. My tiebreaker nice. was how many poems did he publish? He published 69 poems yeah pretty nice so yeah that moves nerd bomber up in the rankings her new quiz ranking is now well actually it does that make yeah it does make her 11 and 10 tactic moves to 10 and 10 thus making nerd bomber yield top dog i'm still at 9 and 14 what was me but i'll get him next week hopefully I'll be taking on Technic next week to try and stay in this thing. In the meantime, we would encourage you to head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review there, let us know what you think of the show. Hit us up on X slash Twitter at the handles mentioned earlier in the episode. Hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash online warriors podcast, if you're interested in giving back to the show and following what we have going on over here. We'll talk at y'all next week. In the meantime, stay safe and keep on podcasting.